Exploring the Financial Horizon, a journey with Islamic Finance Research Podcast. Greetings, fellow enthusiasts of financial enlightenment, and welcome to the latest episode of the Islamic Finance Research Podcast. I'm your host, Zed Haji, and today we are embarking on a voyage that promises a deep dive into the intricate realms of India's economic landscape. All through the prism of Islamic finance principles. Plunging into the depths of insight. A rendezvous with the Islamic Finance Research Podcast is not just a casual encounter, it's a portal to profound understanding. Our mission resonates with clarity, to offer you a panorama of perspectives that penetrate the essence of the Indian economy. This platform curates a symphony of dialogues where seasoned experts and practitioners gather to decode the enigmatic dance of market dynamics. These discussions transcend mere financial deliberations, they decipher regulatory tides and spotlight macroeconomic trends that influence India's bustling markets. A glimpse into the treasure trove of information. This podcast caters to a diverse audience, seasoned investors seeking astute strategies, financial enthusiasts craving deeper insights, and those simply yearning to unravel the complexities of the Indian economy. The Islamic Finance Research Podcast emerges as a lighthouse of knowledge, arming you with wisdom that fuels wise investment choices and nurtures your financial acumen. Carving the Path of Inclusivity Inclusivity is our North Star. To cater to the unique needs of our Muslim investors, we proudly present the Islamic Equity Research Magazine. This resource is meticulously designed to guide you through the labyrinth of the Indian markets, ensuring that your investments resonate with the principles that underpin your faith. Unveiling the Chronicles of India's Investment Landscape Dear listeners, we find ourselves again at the crossroads of knowledge and discovery as we delve into another episode of the Islamic Finance Research Podcast. Here, we are committed to peeling back the layers of business and industry, revealing narratives that redefine sectors and establish new benchmarks for progress and sustainability. Our focus is unwavering, directed towards an enthralling chapter in the evolution of commerce. Sharia Compliance in Focus, Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited AETL. In this edition of our podcast, we set our sights on the second part of our exploration, Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited AETL. We'll unfold the pages of its history and navigate the currents of its recent timeline. Our journey will encompass a scrutiny of its financials and a discerning sort analysis. But that's not all, we'll address a question that often lingers, does Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited align with the tenets of Sharia compliance? Beyond the financials, unraveling the threads. Our voyage into AETL's story is multifaceted. We will trace its historical footprints and delve into the tapestry of its financial journey. As we navigate its recent timeline, we'll decipher the intricate patterns that weave its narrative. Yet, our exploration doesn't halt at mere financials. We conduct a sort analysis that dissects the company's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, casting a spotlight on the inner workings of this corporate entity. The Sharia Conscious Perspective A pivotal juncture awaits us as we scrutinize the heart of the matter, is Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited AETL Sharia Compliant. We'll examine the essence of the company's operations, weighing its activities against the sacred principles of Islamic finance. 
Through this lens, we'll ascertain whether AETL aligns harmoniously with the Sharia framework, thus offering devout investors a platform that resonates with their faith. Unveiling Financial Aspects Our exploration ventures further, delving into AETL's income from non-Sharia compliant investments. We'll gauge the company's exposure to interest-bearing debt relative to its total assets, probing the financial fabric that holds it together. Additionally, we'll dissect the company's liquidity ratios, juxtaposing illiquid assets against the entirety of its holdings. Mapping liquid assets and market capitalization. Finally, we will endeavor to uncover the net liquid assets versus the company's market capitalization. This metric shines a light on the financial health and resilience of the enterprise, presenting a comprehensive snapshot that aids investors in making informed decisions. Stay tuned, dear listeners, as we navigate these dimensions with finesse, dissecting the essence of advanced enzyme technologies limited through the prism of Islamic finance. This journey promises insights and revelations illuminating the path of conscientious investment in India's thriving financial ecosystem. Pioneering progress, Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited's journey is a Sharia-compliant powerhouse. In the vibrant landscape of Indian businesses, Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited 8 stands as a beacon of innovation. With its genuine dedication to research, development, manufacturing, and marketing of enzymes and probiotics, AET traverses industries like food and beverage, healthcare, and agriculture leaving an indelible mark of progress and sustainability. AET emerged as a force of economic prowess and a model of Sharia compliance, capturing the attention and trust of Islamic scholars and investors alike. This unique distinction is rooted in AET's unwavering alignment with the tenets of Islamic law. Unlike many ventures, AET is untouched by haram shadows, steering clear of the production or sale of prohibited entities such as alcohol or pork. Additionally, the company's financial framework mirrors the ethical contours of Islamic principles. AET's consecration as a Sharia-compliant investment transcends a mere label, it embodies a set of rigorous benchmarks. A potent investment under Sharia law must first nestle within the boundaries of legitimate businesses. AET's portfolio effortlessly clears this criterion. Moreover, the company's financial practices elegantly sidestep the intricate web of interest riba prohibited under Islamic law. AET's meticulous management, seamlessly interwoven with Islamic jurisprudence, further solidifies its stature in this Nietzsche. As the magnifying glass zooms in, we uncover the intricacies substantiating AET's Sharia integrity. Each product within the AET repertoire emerges from nature's bounty, devoid of traces of alcohol or pork, signposts of the company's earnest devotion to compliance. Notably absent are the snares of gambling and speculation, ensuring a path unburdened by the shadows of haram activities. The financial ethos of AET flows following the undercurrents of Islamic law, shunning interest and embracing a more equitable financial paradigm. What sets AET apart is its commitment and conscious endeavor to cultivate a framework of assurance. The presence of a vigilant Sharia board serves as a testament to the company's dedication, ensuring that every facet of its operations harmonizes with the essence of Islamic law. In the tapestry of investments, AET's allure remains undeniably distinct. 
Not only does it serve as a beacon for investors seeking harmony between their financial pursuits and their faith, but it is also a testament to financial robustness. The chronicles of AET's profitability and growth are etched across time, each chapter a testament to the company's adept stewardship and unwavering commitment. In the grand finale, Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited unfurls as an emblem of progressive synergy between financial prudence and religious devotion. It heralds a future where investments are more than mere transactions, they are conscientious choices that echo through industries and across communities. As the sun sets on each trading day, AET's story stands tall, a testament to the transformative power of moral investments. The 33% Limit, a guiding beacon in Islamic finance. My seekers of financial wisdom and ethical investment as we embark on a journey through the corridors of Islamic finance and delve into the significance of the 33% limit. I'm your guide, Zed Haji, here to illuminate the path of understanding and insight. Deciphering the 33% limit, a ratio of prudence. Imagine the 33% limit as a sentinel that watches a company's financial decisions. This ratio is a cornerstone in Islamic finance, and its purpose is to gauge a company's reliance on debt financing. The formula is straightforward. Interest-bearing debt. Total asset. X100 less than equals 33%. Breaking it down for clarity. The numerator, interest-bearing debt, encompasses all forms of debt that come with interest obligations. The denominator, total asset, represents a company's own assets. The multiplication by 100 converts the result into a percentage. But why 33%? This numerical threshold isn't derived from religious doctrine, it's a practical practice observed by Islamic financial institutions. Let's unveil the rationale. The principle of risk sharing, an Islamic perspective. Islamic finance is founded on principles of ethical conduct and fairness. Avoiding interest rebar is paramount, as profiting from others' misfortune goes against these values. This prohibition extends to lending money at interest, akin to usury. The 33% limit aligns with the spirit of risk-sharing. By restricting debt financing to this limit, Islamic financial institutions prioritize ethical conduct and avoid undue risks. Should a company's debt surpass 33% of its total assets, it signals higher risk, deterring Islamic financial institutions from lending to avoid potential harm. A flexible guideline, not a rigid rule. Recognizing that the 33% limit is a guideline, not an ironclad rule, is essential. Unique circumstances might warrant exceptions, but such decisions are made with utmost care and consideration of the associated risks. The 33% limit is just one piece of the puzzle when assessing a company's investment potential in Islamic finance. Other facets, including the nature of a company's operations and financial health, are equally pivotal. Why Islam avoids interest, a moral imperative. The prohibition of interest in Islam arises from a deep-rooted sense of fairness and empathy. The faith underscores the importance of economic transactions that benefit all parties equitably. The charging of interest often results in disproportionate gains and disadvantages, defying the ethos of communal well-being. Empowering informed investment decisions. 
As we conclude our exploration of the 33% limit and its underlying principles, remember that Islamic finance isn't merely about numbers, it's about values, ethics, and responsibility. Investors seeking Sharia-compliant investments should approach their decisions thoughtfully. Thoroughly research a company's financial position and its adherence to Sharia principles. Please consult with a Sharia advisor, leveraging their expertise to ensure your investments are aligned with Islamic values. Ultimately, investing ethically in line with your beliefs is a personal journey. Armed with knowledge and guided by principles, you can confidently navigate the realm of Islamic finance, seeking investments that resonate with your faith and conscience. Stay tuned for more enlightening conversations on Islamic finance principles as we continue to unveil the stories behind the numbers. Analyzing Non-Sharia Compliant Income, a Formula for Ethical Investment Dear curious mind seeking a deeper understanding of Islamic finance, let's unravel the intricacies of a formula at the heart of Sharia Compliant Investment Analysis. The Formula, Decoding Non-Permissible Income Ratio Picture this formula as a compass that guides us through the financial landscape, allowing us to assess whether a company adheres to Sharia principles. The equation we are discussing today is Non-permissible income from operations plus interest income plus other NPI Divide by Total revenue multiplied by 100 less than 5% Allow me to break it down for you. The non-permissible income numerator encompasses all income sources considered non-compliant with Sharia law. This includes income from operations, interest income, and other forms of non-Sharia compliant revenue. The denominator, total revenue, is the complete sum of a company's earnings. The multiplication by 100 converts the result into a percentage. Now, what's the story behind the number 5%? It's a benchmark set to gauge the level of non-Sharia compliant income that a company can have in its revenue while still being considered Sharia compliant. So, if the calculated percentage is less than 5%, the company is on the right side of the Sharia fence. Interpreting the result, navigating ethical investment. Here's a practical example to illustrate the concept. Imagine a company's non-Sharia compliant income, which includes income from operations, interest, and other sources, totals 13.16. Its total revenue stands at 553.80. Let's plug these numbers into the formula. Non-permissible income 13.16. Divide by. Total revenue 553.80 multiplied by 100 equals 2.38%. The outcome, 2.38%, is less than the 5% threshold, implying that the company is Sharia compliant according to this criterion. However, remember that this formula is just one piece of the puzzle. Numbers don't solely determine Sharia compliance in investing. It's a nuanced endeavor that requires a holistic evaluation of a company's operations, financial practices, and overall business model. Empowering Ethical Decisions As we navigate the waters of ethical investment, remember that this formula serves as a tool, not a definitive verdict. To truly ascertain a company's Sharia compliance, one must delve deeper. Scrutinize the company's annual report to break down its income sources, specifically identifying non-permissible income. 
analyze the company's financial statements to uncover any hidden sources of non-compliant income. If the company has subsidiaries, consider their NPI as well. Consulting a Sharia advisor is invaluable in the quest for ethical investment aligned with your religious beliefs. Their insights and expertise can help you make informed decisions and ensure your investments resonate with Islamic principles. Stay tuned for more enlightening discussions on Islamic finance principles. Together, we're journeying to understand and revolutionize how we invest, ethically and consciously. Navigating financial health, unveiling the interest-bearing debt-to-total assets ratio. Welcome back to our journey through the intricate landscapes of financial analysis, where numbers come to life and unveil the stories hidden within them. We are delving into the fascinating realm of the interest-bearing debt-to-total assets ratio while considering its significance from an Islamic perspective. The formula, deciphering debt financing. Imagine this ratio as a compass pointing to a company's reliance on debt. The equation guiding us today is Interest-bearing debt divided by total asset Multiplied by 100 less than equals 33% Let's break it down for clarity. The numerator, interest-bearing debt, represents the total debt on which the company pays interest. It includes loans and other financial obligations that come with interest. The denominator, total asset, signifies the sum of all assets owned by the company. The multiplication by 100 transforms the result into a percentage. Why the number 33%? The threshold is rooted in Islamic finance principles. Interest, known as riba, is strictly prohibited in Islam. Thus, companies are advised to keep their debt financing within 33% to maintain financial integrity from a Sharia perspective. Interpreting the ratio, unveiling financial conservatism. To illustrate, let's consider a practical example. Suppose a company's interest-bearing debt stands at 33.5, while its total assets amount to 1421.85. Plugging these numbers into the formula yields. Interest-bearing debt divided by total asset. 33.5 divided by 1421.85 multiplied by 100 equals 2.36%. The calculated ratio of 2.36% is far below the 33% limit, indicating that the company is within the bounds of Sharia compliance regarding debt financing. From an Islamic perspective, upholding principles. Islamic finance emphasizes financial practices that align with Islam's ethical and moral principles. The interest-bearing debt-to-total assets ratio becomes significant within this context. Keeping this ratio under the 33% mark ensures its financial decisions are rooted in prudence and respect for Islamic values. Beyond the ratio, comprehensive evaluation. While the interest-bearing debt-to-total assets ratio offers valuable insight, it's just one piece of the giant puzzle. Evaluating a company's financial health requires a holistic approach. Delve into the company's annual report for a breakdown of its debt obligations, identifying the interest-bearing debt. Scrutinize the company's financial statements to uncover any undisclosed sources of debt financing. Consider the debt financing of subsidiaries if applicable. Collaboration with a knowledgeable Sharia advisor is paramount in ethical investment aligned with Islamic values. 
Their expertise will guide you toward informed investment choices that resonate with your faith. Empowering Ethical Investment Decisions As we explore the interest-bearing debt-to-total assets ratio, we must remember that every ratio, percentage, and financial metric carries a story. Armed with knowledge, we can navigate the financial landscape with confidence and conscientiousness. Stay tuned for more insightful conversations on Islamic finance principles as we continue our journey of understanding and discovery. Navigating Asset Liquidity – Unraveling the Illiquid Assets to Total Assets Ratio Here, we stand at the crossroads of asset liquidity, ready to decode the mysteries behind the illiquid assets to total assets ratio. I invite you to delve into the intricacies of this ratio while also understanding its implications from an Islamic perspective. Decoding the formula, unveiling illiquidity. Imagine the liquid assets to total assets ratio as a key that opens the door to a company's liquidity landscape. The formula guiding us today is Illiquid assets fixed asset plus inventories plus goodwill and intangible assets multiplied by 100 greater than 20% divided by total asset breaking it down for clarity the numerator liquid assets comprises fixed assets inventories goodwill and intangible assets these are assets that cannot be swiftly converted into cash the denominator total asset encapsulates the entirety of a company's assets the multiplication by 100 converts the result into a percentage but what's the significance of the number 20%? This isn't a random choice, it's deeply rooted in the principles of Islamic finance. Understanding Illiquidity, the Islamic Perspective Illiquid assets are like treasures locked away in a chest, valuable but not easily accessible. These include property, plant and equipment, goodwill, and intangible assets. The illiquid assets to total assets ratio offers a glimpse into a company's liquidity, revealing the proportion of assets that cannot be swiftly converted into cash. In Islamic finance, this ratio is bounded by 20%. Why? Islamic law prohibits the sale of assets below their fair value. If a company possesses excessive illiquid assets, it may be compelled to sell them at a price below their actual worth to raise funds. This would be considered a breach of Islamic principles. Interpreting the ratio, assessing liquidity. A higher illiquid assets to total assets ratio indicates a higher proportion of illiquid assets within a company's portfolio. This implies that the company would face challenges in raising immediate cash should the need arise. It's akin to having valuable assets but needing to access their value quickly. Balancing liquid assets and market value, understanding net liquid assets vs market capitalization. Greetings, fellow explorers of financial insight and ethical investment. Today, we step into net liquid assets versus market capitalization, deciphering the intricacies that shape investment decisions. Please join me in unraveling the logic and significance of this crucial criterion. Deciphering the criteria. Net Liquid Assets vs Market Capitalization Imagine this criterion as a scale-seeking equilibrium between a company's net liquid assets and market value. The formula guiding us is succinct. Net liquid assets less than market capitalization. Let's unveil the essence of this concept. 
Net liquid assets. These are like cash reserves, a company's readily available assets after subtracting liabilities and illiquid assets. Simplistically, consider them as the funds that can be swiftly accessed. Market capitalization. This represents the total market value of a company's outstanding shares. It reflects how investors value the company in the stock market. The crux of this criterion lies in ensuring that a company's net liquid assets, akin to cash, do not exceed its market value. It might initially appear perplexing, so let's delve deeper into the rationale. Islamic Principles Upholding Equitable Exchange Islamic finance places a strong emphasis on equitable transactions and fairness. The prohibition of exchanging money for more or less money, a practice known as riba, is a cornerstone of this system. Just as one cannot buy something for less than its actual value, buying a share for less than its net liquid assets value could be perceived as unfair. In essence, the criterion prevents investors from inadvertently purchasing a share representing more cash than what was paid. This protects the principle of equitable exchange while aligning with the spirit of Sharia-compliant investment. The Mechanics of the Criterion Let's illustrate the concept with an example. Suppose Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited AET has net liquid assets worth 489.63 and its market capitalization is 3188.66. Plugging these numbers into the criterion. Net liquid assets 489.63 less than market capitalization 3188.66. The result satisfies the condition, reinforcing the alignment between net liquid assets and market value. A real-world scenario, holding companies and liquidity. It's important to note that this criterion can have nuanced applications. For instance, a holding company might have predominantly liquid assets, potentially leading to a situation where net liquid assets exceed market capitalization. This highlights the dynamic nature of these assessments, requiring careful evaluation. Drawing the thread of conclusion, Islamic finance and ethical investment unveiled. In this immersive journey through the tapestry of Islamic finance principles and ethical investment, we have uncovered the intricacies that shape the choices of conscientious investors. From the corridors of history to the formulas that unravel financial health, each facet carries profound significance that transcends numbers and percentages. AETL, a confluence of values and progress. Our voyage commenced with the compelling history of Advanced Enzyme Technologies Limited AETL, a trailblazer in enzyme innovation. Rooted in ethical practices and guided by Sharia compliance, AETL is an emblem of conscientious entrepreneurship. As its journey unfolded, we witnessed its commitment to Sharia principles, ensuring that every step is aligned with the ethos of fairness and integrity. In the investment world, AETL shines as a beacon for those seeking financial returns and ethical resonance. Pioneering progress, AETL's journey is a Sharia-compliant powerhouse. AETL's narrative echoes progress and innovation, deeply woven with the threads of Sharia compliance. Its journey exemplifies how a company can thrive while remaining steadfast to its values. This tale of commitment to Sharia principles and financial success is a testament to the power of ethical investments, where every choice echoes beyond profits. Resonating with the principles that matter most. 
the 33% limit, guiding beacons of ethical risk management. Our exploration of the 33% limit delved into the heart of risk sharing and ethical investment. As we navigated the intricacies of this limit, we unveiled its significance, not just as a numerical threshold but as a cornerstone of ethical finance. The 33% limit is a beacon of prudence and fairness, rooted in principles that prevent profiting from others' misfortune. While numbers guide us, their values truly steer our financial decisions. Non-Sharia Compliant Income, a metric for ethical vigilance. In our quest for ethical investment, we scrutinized the non-Sharia Compliant Income Ratio, a formula that goes beyond the surface. We learned that this metric is a compass guiding us through the intricacies of ethical investments. With a threshold of 5%, it serves as a lighthouse for investors, ensuring their choices resonate with their values. As we ventured through the formula, we realized that ethical investment requires not just numbers but a comprehensive understanding of a company's financial landscape. Interest-bearing debt, a balance of prudence and Sharia compliance. The interest-bearing debt to total assets ratio emerged as a lighthouse guiding us through the labyrinth of debt financing. It's a numerical guide, but its significance extends beyond numbers. As we embraced its formula, we discovered the core of Islamic finance principles, upholding values of fairness and prudence. In this ratio, financial health meets religious ethos, showcasing how ethical investments are interwoven with the very fabric of Islamic values. Navigating Asset Liquidity, the tale of illiquid assets. Our journey through the illiquid assets to total assets ratio revealed an overlooked facet, liquidity. Beyond numbers, this ratio reflects a company's ability to adapt to changing circumstances. Grounded in Islamic principles, the 20% threshold ensures businesses do not compromise the ethical sale of assets. This exploration taught us that the financial landscape is multidimensional, and a company's liquidity reveals its resilience and adaptability. Net Liquid Assets vs Market Capitalization, Balancing Ethical Value and Investment our voyage culminated in the exploration of net liquid assets versus market capitalization. This criterion encapsulates the harmony between a company's accessible assets and market value. As we delved into its essence, we grasped the meticulous balance of ethical exchange that this criterion safeguards. We navigated through the complexities, understanding that ethical investments extend beyond calculations, they resonate with principles of fairness and conscientiousness. Charting a path forward. As our journey ends, the trail of wisdom we've uncovered remains a guiding light for ethical investors. Islamic finance isn't just about numbers, it's a holistic approach that intertwines financial prudence with moral integrity. Each principle we've explored is a testament to the power of values-driven investments, illuminating a path where financial success walks hand-in-hand hand with ethical resonance. As we bid farewell to this chapter, remember that ethical investments are a journey of choices, a journey where numbers are imbued with values, and each decision echoes the principles that guide us. With this newfound understanding, may your investments reflect your faith and contribute to a world where values and finance are intertwined harmoniously. You're welcome. Feel free to reach out if you have any more questions or topics you'd like to explore in Islamic finance or any other subject.
Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring the fascinating realm of knowledge.